Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> that word conspiracy uh, your colleague representative Liz Cheney she used that over the weekend in a separate interview so did a federal judge David Carter uh, he said that it was more likely than not that Donald Trump was part of a conspiracy to overturn the elections so is that what the hearing is going to lay out is that what the committee has found um, yes the committee has found evidence of concerted planning uh, and premeditated activity. Uh, the idea that all of this was just uh, a rowdy demonstration that um, spontaneously got a little bit out of control is absurd. Uh, you don't almost knock over the U.S. government by accident. Um, so uh, we're going to lay out uh, all of the evidence we have found. House Resolution 503 charges us with uh, defining what happened on January 6th, explaining the causes of what happened, and then uh, ultimately laying out uh, recommendations that would allow us to fortify ourselves against coups and insurrections moving forward. And is Donald Trump the center of this conspiracy? Are you able to connect those dots? Well, um, I, you know, people are going to have to make judgments themselves about the relative role that different people played. But uh, I think that uh, Donald Trump and the White House were at the center of these events. That's the only way really of making sense of them all. Uh, of course, the House and the Senate in bicameral and bipartisan fashion have already determined that um, the former president, Donald Trump, incited an insurrection. Uh, by majority votes in the House and the Senate, although uh, Donald Trump wasn't convicted by the requisite two-thirds majority, but uh, commanding majorities found that uh, he had, in fact, incited this insurrection. But uh, the, uh, the select committee has found evidence about a lot more than incitement here, and we are going to be laying out the evidence about all of the actors uh, who were pivotal to what took place on January 6th. All right, January 6th. Reason I bring it up, tonight, let's start with tonight uh, being Wednesday night, you, Joe Biden is going to be on with Jimmy Kimball. I don't know how that's gonna help Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kimball's got a pretty liberal base. I don't think he's gonna reach out to any additional people by going on Kimmel, but, you know, being that it's been 118, 120 days since he's had a sit down with anybody, this is his first choice. <laughs> I guess they're imagining that Kimball's going to carry him through and try to make him look at least somewhat sane and that he's not the cognitive mess that we all see on TV, I guess. Uh, the fact that he can't funnel along with a teleprompter, 
leads me to believe that more than likely there is going to be a lot of video tomorrow showing all the gaffes that he's going to have on national uh, television. I would assume with the crowd being there and the different Campbell uh, camera angles and and just all the excitement around like a little kid, you know, when your mind is kind of not there, it's wandering. He's looking at every different piece. He's going to kind of go off script, maybe lose his train of thought. And I guess they're hoping that Kimmel being the radical leftist that he is, will be able to either reel him back in or redirect in a way that makes it look natural as it was intended to be that way. We'll see. So that's their first attempt. The second one is tomorrow night, um, they're going to run a special (laughs) on January 6th. They're going to dramatize it. You know, Democrats, they need a good show. So they're going to dramatize it. It's going to be on national TV. They're going to go over everything pertaining to the January 6th trials or the January 6th committee going over everything and telling you they're going to feed you a bunch of lies that it's bipartisan. And, and I don't know how it's bipartisan when you have Cheney and uh, uh, Kinzinger in there, which is, means it's all Democrats. But they're going to try to make it interesting. I don't see how they're going to get out to you much more than what has already been leaked out about January 6th. However, they're really their main motive for January 6th. If you're paying attention or you're not is uh, they're still attacking Trump. They're still attacking Trump because they're still scared of Trump because they don't want the return of Donald Trump in 2024. Now I've said that multiple times, uh, just in case you're a first time listener, yeah, their, their main objective here is to somehow, some way, bar Trump from being able to run again in 2024, which will put them at ease because then it's going to get messy. As far as Republicans go, who do you really have as a backup? Guarantee, I mean, granted, you have Ron DeSantis, but you know, I don't know if DeSantis is ready to take on that role or not. In Florida, I'd hate to see him go. If he does, I think he'd do a bang-up job that's not that. Um, but beyond DeSantis, if, if DeSantis decided that he did not want to run and he wanted to stay governor and he took a step back from it from 2024 and he looked to the future, he's a young guy, he's got plenty of time. Uh, then who's your next in line? Yeah. The problem ends up becoming what us as Republicans always have a problem with us as conservatives is you're going to get somebody in there. Who's a rhino who's willing to play along with the globalists on the other side and they'll keep allowing what's happening to the United States, this systematic destruction that we're going through right now. They'll continue to allow it. They'll slow some areas of it just to appeal to the base and make you feel happy and make you feel content and pat you on the head. And they're saying they're they're doing the best that they can, but the fact of the matter is that they're still moving in that direction where they're going to try to mirror the economy that's in China right now because that ultimately is their goals. That's where they want to be. Uh, not to mention the January 6th. I mean, it's all a sham anyways. You know, the people that are running it, it's a joke. These are people that have vendettas against Trump. So they're going to make everything. They're going to make a, uh, what is it, a anthill out of a mole, a molehill or however it goes. I forget the saying right now. Uh, they're going to make it bigger than it appears to be. Uh, everybody that's on that committee hates Donald Trump and people on that committee, they're not really uh, opposed to violence anyways. You know, a lot of these people had nothing to say during the, uh, 2020 riots. They didn't care. They were, were quiet as a church mouse. So they were okay with violence. Um, as far as an insurrection goes, you know, I'll just say again, 
If that really was an attempt at an insurrection, that was literally the poorest attempt to take over a country I have ever seen. Nobody was armed. The only person who died that day was Ashley Babbitt. If that's Trump calling for action by telling people to march down there peacefully and let your voices be heard, if that's the call to action, I, I, I just think it was a the, the sorriest attempt at an insurrection in probably the history of the entire world. That's how pitiful that was. Was it wrong? Absolutely. Should you be destroying our capital and, and going in there when you're not allowed to? No, of course not. We have rules and we have laws and you shouldn't be doing it. But with that said, if... They're making this out to be that this was literally the worst moment in American history where people, if you a hundred years from now read just the democratic view of how they portray what happened on January 6th, in your mind, you'd probably picture a military dressed, they're going in there by that time, God knows, because you know how it is. You start, you know, you'd say one thing and it keeps adding more and more. So 100 years from now, they're going in there with all kinds of automatic weapons. So many people died. Uh, there, was, there was blood everywhere and, and they almost got to it. But somehow the Capitol Police held them off. I'm sure that's how it be 100 years from now when the fact of the matter is you had some broken windows, you had some trespassers, and you had one person dead who was actually one of the people that entered the Capitol by a Capitol Police officer uh, or somebody in the Capitol uh, and who didn't face any charges for it, and that's it. So really this is all just an attempt to get Donald Trump, and as far as uh, being not opposed to violence, uh, Chair, I'm looking at my notes here, sorry. Uh, Chairman Bernie Thompson in the 1992 riots, he wouldn't condemn the riots in 1992. As a matter of fact, he said that if he didn't get, one of the statements he made is if you didn't get what he wanted through the judicial system, that they, he would end up taking the law into his own hands. So, I mean, <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. So, these are the people that are judging what happened on January 6th. Donald Trump didn't say anything like that. Uh, you, if you want to be neutral and you want to have put some blame on people, Donald Trump probably could have called a little sooner for it to stop than he did, but because it was a couple hours till he even said anything. Beyond that, what more could he do? I mean, if you want to really uh, break it down, look at the Capitol Police response. Look at the military response. Nancy Pelosi and them were slow to act. There was a lot more going on that day than they want you to believe. Okay. Uh, but anyways, that theater should be on tomorrow. So if you're very interested in listening to more lies and you want to be fed more bull crap, you can tune into that and listen to it. I don't know how much more you'll learn. I think they're doing this, honestly, between Kimball and between that. To me, what they're doing right now is this is a desperate attempt to try to energize their base or try to pull anybody that they can over to their side before the November elections because uh, they know they're going to get hammered. This just looks like a desperate attempt. Looks like a Hail Mary. Let's throw this out there. Let's try to get people outraged. Let's try to get some people on our side because we're getting killed right now. That's what this seems like to me. If Biden wanted to really come out and appear strong, he would do an interview with, you know, somebody who's going to get down to the truth. You know, I, I like personally, cause I like more neutral, uh, you have a side, but when you talk to people, you could talk to them peacefully, depending on what party they're from. 
I mean, not, not, not depending. doesn't matter what party they're from. You'll talk to them peacefully. So what I, I particularly like Glenn Beck because he's good with that because you can be a liberal, a Democrat, whatever with him. He doesn't care. He wants to talk to you. He'll debate the issue with you. And in the end, you can agree to disagree on things. Or maybe he sways you or maybe they sway him. I haven't seen him sway too much, but maybe, you know, the potential is there, right? Okay. So that's what I like. So if he really wanted to take a hard stance and come out and try to appeal to people that are not, uh, you know, hermit, six mask wearing, 65 time uh, um, vaccinated weirdos that live in their mom's basement. If you want to appeal to people other than that, because that's what's watching Jimmy Kimball, then you want to get into the heart of America. You should talk to somebody like that, but they won't dare let him do that because somebody like Glenn Beck is going to ask you questions with substance. He's going to demand answers from you that there is no logical answer for what Biden is going to say. And if Biden does answer the question, he is going to be able to challenge the question with facts. And let's be honest, when have you ever seen a Democrat walk into that mess? Because they know what's about to happen. So the best thing they can do is stay with their little click. They get the softball questions when anything's out of place, you know, They'll help them clean it up. You'll have the media helping them or whoever's hosting it help them clean it up for themselves or they'll just ignore it altogether and move on to the next question because that's the way these things work. All right. Another interesting uh, clip that I found and you'll hear it audio and see it on the video here is this one. Time and again, these social media companies are behaving in a way uh, that we would never allow any other company to behave. And by that, I mean... You know, uh, 50% of Americans get their news from Facebook. Would we allow CBS evening news with Walter Cronkite in the 60s when he was so dominant in the 70s to deliberately spread lies, uh, channel them through Russia, or deliberately spread health care lies? I don't. I think the government would pull their FEC license. Why can't we pass basic regulations to make these companies be more transparent about the algorithms that spread the lies on everything from COVID to January the 6th. We absolutely should be able to pass them. We actually have to pass them. I think these social media companies are in many ways the tobacco companies of this era. They're exploiting loopholes in the law to deeply damage America. It's just connects to your cancer metaphor. Yes. And with little to no regulation. And so we absolutely have to do it. The reason that it is hard is it is right now not in the interest of a lot of Republicans do it. If you go to Facebook on a daily basis, the most, the posts with the most engagement are from Dan Shapiro, or Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens. It is right-wing content. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most, that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement, many times more than the New York Times or CNN. That is a problem for democracy. So are you saying that, like, the Republican agenda is backed up by the freaks on Facebook, and so they don't want to do anything about it? Absolutely. It, it is. Just making sure. Yes. I'm, to be very clear is that Facebook is the most powerful messaging platform for the extreme MAGA message. That benefits the Republicans. They have very little, they like to cry about Facebook and big tech, and then they just laugh their way to the bank when Facebook pushes their message, including the big lie, all across, into people's cerebrums all across this country. All right, the most dangerous people in the world. Dan Bongino. Uh, ben Shapiro. Have you seen Ben Shapiro? <laughs> I, that's not the type, kind of guy, and it's not a cheap shot at Ben Shapiro. I'm, I, I think the guy is highly intelligent. 
I like his content. I have no issues with him. But he doesn't come off as this intimidating uh, person that is so dangerous. He's a smart guy. He tries to tell the truth and spreads as much truth as he can to people. And he just wants to illuminate you on particular subjects. So I don't see the issue personally with Ben Shapiro. And as far as uh, Facebook platforms and all the social media, this wasn't very much of a leftist concern during the 2020 election when all the misinformation or lack of information because they were stopping you dead in your tracks from talking about anything to do with Hunter or Joe Biden in Ukraine or any of that. That to me is worse than people like a Dan Bongino, like Ben Shapiro that are giving facts and opinion on their shows about real world problems that are happening right now. More or less, they're doing what I'm doing. They're just on a much larger scale than I'm on, but there's really no difference. So I guess even people like myself, they want to classify that we're dangerous and we shouldn't be allowed on social media platforms. Remember, if you, com- if you control the media, you control everything, right? If they control the media and they're allowed to stamp out truth and they're allowed to stop free speech and you're not allowed to bring news, then they can feed you whatever they want. They control the narrative and they're going to get whatever their desire is in their little globalist hearts. So... Pay attention. I don't think they're as dangerous as, say, this guy. You don't see a name on here, but this is what I ended up printing out for myself. George Soros. I think he is much more of a danger to society than any of those hosts that they just named there. George Soros, if you don't know who he is, I've done a few episodes over the years on him. You go back and look him up and listen to him if you'd like. If not, I'm going to give you a quick breakdown. The the easiest way to describe him is he is a billionaire that likes to overthrow countries. He likes to change them into what he thinks that they should be. Okay, why do I bring him up? For example, 75 prosecutors, lead prosecutors in the states, George Soros has funded. Uh, oh, he, he has campaigned or, or donated to the campaign to help them get election he, uh, to get elected. He spent at least $40 million. Most of these people are unqualified, but they're social justice warriors because they fit for what he wants. George Soros spends hundreds of millions of dollars being a billionaire here in the United States to try to transition our company into what he wants it to be, into the world that he wants to create. For example... Right now, there's a migrant caravan of about 10,000 strong coming up from Mexico. Did you ever stop to think to yourself, or did you ever stop and wonder, how do all these people know to meet in one area? And even if you would say, well, it's by word of mouth, okay, all right, I'll give you that one. Well, let me ask you this. How do they fund it? How are you getting water and food and supplies? How are you keeping it sanitary for people who are people coming with nothing but what's on their back? How are you keeping it sanitary for them to walk thousands of miles to come up to the border? Who's educating them on what to say once you get to the border to claim asylum? People like George Soros are the very people that fund these types of programs. They're the ones that put news radio ads out in other countries to tell people where to go so that way they can bombard the border. To me, that's a whole lot more dangerous than a Ben Shapiro or a Dan Bongino or a Candace Owens. They don't see it that way. As a matter of fact, one of the new ventures that I'm not hearing a whole lot of people talk about, I think Brian Mudd was one of the first people I heard say anything about it, 
is George Soros is trying to buy radio, Hispanic radio programming, Spanish stations, uh, New York, all your, your main areas, plus down here in Miami. And he's trying to buy them. So that way he can uh, get his message out. You know, uh, so I think the one down here in Miami, um, if I'm correct, and I may not be, but if I'm correct, I believe the one down here in Miami is a, a Spanish station that deals a lot with all the refugees from Cuba and it's very right-leaning. Well, if George Soros buys it and takes it over, what do you think is about to happen to that one? What message are they going to be pushing then? As a matter of fact, it's so bad that Ron DeSantis has decided to take out ads, Hispanic ads, to run in these radio stations to, to alert people of what is coming. So that way you understand that if you're wondering why all of a sudden you're being fed a bunch of leftist nonsense, it's because Soros is trying to buy it. Now it has to go through the uh, FCC or whatever, uh, but do you think Biden's going to stop that? Of course not. That's what they want. So to me, people like him that are using their money to change our republic, to change the way we live here, they are much more dangerous than a group of conservatives who are just trying to get the truth out to people. Because, interestingly enough, if you look up anything that we say, we'll back it up. And you can find the answers and you can find anything you want. Anything that I bring to you or that anybody else brings to you, go look it up for yourself. You want to know where I found stuff on Soros, the most recent article on Soros? Newsmax. Go to Newsmax and look at it if you trust Newsmax or not. doesn't matter. I know all about George Soros, so anything that they put on here is not something new to me, but maybe it's new to you and you got to look it up. You want to know about January 6th committee? Go to Breitbart. Breitbart will show you that even people on the committee are radicals. You know, I'm not going to hide anything. Go look for it for yourself. The situation is the most dangerous people that are spreading misinformation are the very ones that are warning you that other ones are spreading disinformation. What you just heard there and how they say, you're telling me, are you telling me that the monsters are on Facebook, on Facebook or what the Democratic, I mean, the Republican Party is listening to? I just want to know that's their game. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're, we're just, we're listening to any radical person on Facebook. We don't do any work at all to try to bring people, you know, Excellent content with truth, some commentary, maybe for enjoyment, laugh about it and whatnot. But for the most part, we're just trying to uh, make people aware of what you people are trying to do to the United States. I'm just saying. It's a shame that we're in this war, but we are. So as I always say, do your own homework. Look it all up. You can look up anything that I ever say to you. If you have a question about it, please reach out to me. I will give you every source that I got it from. Even if it's an old episode, I'll go re-dig it up and provide you with the sources so you can read it for yourself. And if you'd like to dig even deeper than that, even better. Go for it. You know, it's a funny thing. If the very first audio, where they're talking about January 6th, you see she was pushing. She wanted him to say, yeah, we got Donald Trump. Yeah, we got Donald Trump. Interestingly enough, he didn't say that because he couldn't say that because there's nothing there. But you see, he'll be very crafty with the way that he words it to make you believe they got Donald Trump when in, in actuality, they got nothing. They're standing there with an empty bag. All right. I hope you like what you're listening or listening to or seeing. If you do, please rate and review me. It's always a great help. If you'd like to follow me on True Social, I am at The Real Little Joe. 
uh, all my other social media sites. Like I said, I just post my podcast there, so not really necessary. If you're only listening to the audio and you'd like to see the video, uh, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Beyond that, it is hump day. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. We are halfway done, and we will do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow.